Daniel Jones brings his team to the line in his first playoff start. He played like a great player tonight. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. And the New York Giants are on to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, one hour down, two more to go. McMonagle here with you, 877-337-6666. I don't know how, I just, I don't see it. I, I just, I honestly don't. I don't know how anyone, any Giant fan could be really, really happy. Look, you watch, you, you want to watch your team play well. And again, Thibodeau now is a story. He's got 10 and a half sacks. He was a dominant force in this game. Uh, he now has the most sacks <clears throat> for any edge rush or any player, period, in a Wink Martindale system. He's really turned it on after a poor start that even had me questioning him, not nearly as long as the midday show questioned him but or as fervently, but I was concerned the first couple games of the year. He has absolutely turned it on. He looks like a different player. He was all over the place. That's good to see. Don't get me wrong. That's good to see. DeVito's a nice story. I'm glad he played well. I don't think he's auditioning for the starting position. I don't think he's the future franchise quarterback. Maybe I'm wrong. If that leads to it, if he throws three touchdown passes a game for the rest of the year, they win a bunch of games, and then he's the starting quarterback, and Daniel Jones is his backup next year, and suddenly we found a miracle of an undrafted quarterback who they don't have to pay for a couple of years, who's a franchise leader, then you know what? I will come back and apologize to everyone and go, this was the beginning of a great era in Giant history. I don't see that happening. He's playing to keep Daniel Jones alive. I'm done with Daniel Jones. And there are two guys at the top of this draft that you're trying to get. It's not like it's not just like there's vision in this. Ultimately, tanking is good for the team. Like that's what this is about. It's about getting out of this. Like I got tweeted from an account called Clown Show. I won't give you every insult he threw my way, but you can get the gist of it. He's unhappy with me, loser, all that stuff. He said addicted to losing. Quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. If you are thrilled with being three and eight, you're addicted to losing, and you've become complacent. You you want to be happy and go and go skip through work today and wear wear your you wear your giant sweatshirt and your giant uh, hat to work and be like, hey hey, did you see the game last night, Devito? Three and eight. They're three and eight. You've become the loser. You've become complacent. I, I, I don't want to bring it all the way to the Yankees, but I have this argument with Yankee fans who are ready to do anything to get rid of Brian Cashman. They would lose. They don't care. They would go a, a zero and 162 if it meant getting rid of Brian Cashman. And how disgusting the Yankees have been. How, they just went 500 for the first time in like 30 years. They get the benefit of the doubt. I don't scream about them tanking and losing and it's best for them. And I don't get mad at that fan, that franchise as much as this miserable giant one that I'm supposed to be happy about today being three and eight on their way to another top five, top six, top seven pick in the NFL draft again, losing to like being one of the worst teams in the NFL year in and year out. But I'm addicted to losing because I'd rather take a franchise player that hopefully changes all this. Haven't you seen what's gone on for six years? I don't get it. I don't get it. I honestly don't get it. Let's see if any of you can help me. Jim in Center Reach. What's up, Jim? 
Hey, how you doing? Good, buddy. How uh, are I was you? all ready to argue with you, but you're, you're making my arguments. You're really doing a good job of going back and forth. I'm a giant fan like you, and I, I hate the, the way the offensive line, and the, I hate everything, of course. And uh, am I happy they won? Yeah, I'm a competitor. Mm-hmm. I was. I still am. Mm-hmm. And those 50 guys are going to compete. And you, you already well, of course. said this. I mean, it, it, you can't expect them. Now, can I'm they not, yeah. take one? Can they sit this? No, they can't. The NFL will be all over them if they, if they tank. Yeah. Forget it. They, they can't do that. I'm not suggesting they have to be they, careful. Yeah. I know you're not saying that. But back and forth, I mean, uh, I wish it was, you know, the end of January and they were 3-14. and 14. Yes, I do wish that, and I hope they get a great pick. But when I watch week after week, I watch to see them win. And I get pissed off when, you know, and the line falls apart. You got 15,000 sacks. Uh, it, it annoys the hell out of me, but that doesn't mean I want them to lose. No way. No competitor. No competitor. Mm-hmm. A true competitor. Well, I was an athlete. There's yeah. no way that you want to lose ever, ever. The players on and, the field shouldn't. I agree. No, no, no. And you've said that, and I'm not, I'm not, not all over you. To, but I don't know who this thinking. That who's going to be able to tank and you know make it three and fourteen? It, it, it might happen. I hope it happens. I agree with you. Totally agree with you. But week to week, no. I want them to win. I can't stand. Well, that doesn't make any sense. You can't say that you wish they were 3-14 and and get a top pick, but week to week you want them to win. You can't have it both ways. It's it's because it's reality. The reality is I'll watch next week, and probably the offensive line will give up 6 or 7 or 10 sacks. They'll lose. I'll be pissed. I won't be happy. But if they won, I would be happy. Even though, okay, I'm not getting the third or the fourth pick. Yeah, but what? Yeah, what, what, yeah but what does three and eight? Back. What does three and eight do for you? I'm no. We're past no, winning, no, meaning no, no, anything no. this year. No, I'm, I'm not. No, no. They, how can I be happy about? Well, that's what come I'm on, saying. Come on. That's well, what I'm four saying. Four seven. They, they gave the Jet team away. It, it, no, I'm not happy. But you, you know, the players can't. Uh, you know, they, they're not going to. Tank anything? They no, but they weren't. They weren't. Ta- they weren't tanking to start the year when they lost forty to nothing. They weren't tanking against the Jets when they had a game in their hands and blew it. They weren't tanking when they didn't show up against the Raiders. They didn't tank in any of those games either. They didn't tank against the 49ers when they forgot how to tackle. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't they didn't tank those games either. They were just inept and awful and and played so miserably that the season ended. Weeks ago. So now that the season's over, I'm not expecting them to play bad on purpose. I'm just saying that they hurt themselves by winning. That's just a fact. I'm not saying they should have done it any differently. I'm not mad at the coach. I'm not mad at the players. I'm mad at the team for making me think this way and putting themselves in a position where they're hurting themselves by playing well. That's what I'm mad at. I'm mad that the Giants have put themselves in a position where playing well hurts them. And it does. That's all it does. As a fan, yesterday was frustrating for me to finally show up and win a game when it doesn't mean anything, when it hurts you, pisses me off. I sh- we shouldn't have to feel this way. Larry in Brooklyn. What's up, Larry? Larry, you there? I heard you talking a little bit. Yeah, I'm here. What's up, buddy? Listen, I agree with you. I understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. You're a Giants fan, am I right? I am. 
Thank you. I've been a Giant fan since I'm 12 years old. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm 67 now. Long time, okay? Yeah. They gave me four Super Bowls. Phil Sims, five and a half years until he started coming into his own. Yeah. Daniel Jones has never had a line. <sighs> I'm not making excuses for this. Yes, guy. you are. It's exactly what you're doing. I think that he, Tommy he, DeVito he, didn't have a line today either. Funny. He threw they three touchdown passes. Tommy DeVito doesn't have a line. He got sacked nine times. He threw three touchdown passes. Why yeah, can't Daniel Jones do that more consistently? Oh, yeah. How many, of Dan how many of the Daniel Jones sacks are coverage sacks? You want to count? A lot. A lot Daniel of them, Jones, too. Yeah, no. The Daniel Jones, the, it was like a turnstile walking through the hand. Oh, stop. It's they sacked him nine times, the Cowboys, and they hit him 15 times. Altogether in the five games, he got sacked 30 times mm -hmm. and hit 50 times. Yeah. And I'll tell you the truth, I think he was injured it's... in the preseason. Yeah, I know. The uh, first I, drive I, against I'm, the Cowboys. Larry, come Can on. Can I finish this? Stop. I want to say one thing. The first drive against the Cowboys on the first game, yeah. he took them right down, yeah. right or wrong, and then the center throws the ball over his head. He hikes it over his head. Yeah. Daniel Jones jumps on the ball, 27-yard line. Yep. Oh, no, you're right. Goal, that first drive of the season. That like they were cursed. The the, the, yeah, game. I know. I'm, I'm sorry, Larry. I can't take it. I can't, I can't listen to it. I can't listen to it. This team is 3-8. and eight. The offense is terrible. Daniel Jones doesn't throw touchdown passes. But, hey, that first drive against the Cowboys, they were right there. They lost 40 to nothing in that game. What are we talking about? Stop defending Daniel Jones. DeVito was sacked nine times. He threw three touchdown passes. Joe Burrow has been sacked nine times in a playoff game that he won. Every quarterback, look up and down the league. The offensive lines aren't very good. There's no dominant offensive line. There's a couple of teams that do it fairly well. The 49ers, the Eagles have good offensive lines, and it leads to winning, no doubt. But you can score. You can do. You, you don't. You're not limited to be the worst offense in the league. Heading into this game, averaging under 12 points a game. But hey, Phil Simms, it took five and a half years. I mean, how, are we serious? Was Phil Simms making, you know, $40 million or that same percentage of the salary cap when he was floundering? My God, Phil Sims. We still get Phil Sims. It's a different world. It's a different world. You know how you know how prepared Phil Sims probably was coming out of Moorhead State for the NFL. Have any idea? You want to talk about the difference in college football these days and how it's played and how the NFL has now mirrored some of the offenses inside college football and how much more prepared guys come into the NFL to play NFL football than they ever did for years? It's a different world. Phil Sims. My God. Daniel Jones doesn't do it. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know what you want. And now he's injured again. Now he's got a neck injury where he injured that again this year. Now he has an ACL injury. Who knows when he'll be back next year? We all just assume he'll be ready for opening day. You sure? I don't know. How long did Kyler Murray take with his injury? 
He's just playing now. It's week 10 before he suited up. He got hurt midseason last year. When's Daniel Jones going to be ready next year? It's over. It's over. It's over. Stop defending Daniel Jones. Stop. Just stop. Phil Sims. Oh, my God. Like, you've been beaten down so much, you don't even see the obvious stuff, right? I just don't get it. I understand wanting to win the day of the game, but, like, the second it's over, can't you see how you were hurt more than you were helped? And it sucks. Don't get me wrong. It sucks. I hate this. And I had times in the game where I'm rooting. It's not, it's, it's, it's not just, I, I don't want to make it seem clear cut. I'm not like cheering on the commanders and booing the, the Giants when good things happen. Like it's, it's not like that. But at the same time, I know what the final outcome needs to be. I know what the final outcome needs to be. Ken in Queens. What's up, Ken? Yeah, big guy. Listen. Yeah. Last week, I told you were a good crier, okay? Mm-hmm. And you listen to me, okay? Yep. When are you going to grow up, Big Mac? When are you going to grow up? When are you okay? going to grow up? To root for your team yeah. to lose. Yep. Hey, I've endured a lot of losses in my life with all my teams, but I never would root for them to lose. Yeah? Never, man. you got to grow right. up, Are you a, you're you a Jets, you're a Jets fan? You're a Jets hey, fan? Are you a Jets fan? Are you a That's Jets fan? Right. And, I, and I die with my team. Okay. Are you glad that? Are you glad they beat the Rams and got you Zach Wilson instead of Trevor Lawrence? Are you glad they won that game? I wasn't rooting for them to lose. Are you I glad they won it though? All right, I didn't ask you what you were rooting for. Having seen the outcome of it, having seen the outcome of it, what was better for your franchise? Having seen the outcome of it, Ken. Having seen the outcome of it. Ken, having seen how it played out, what was better for your franchise? Winning a meaningless game against the Rams or getting Trevor Lawrence care. instead of Zach Wilson? For my team okay, no great. What. Well, you know what? You need to grow up. Because instant gratification over what's better for the franchise, that's what children, that's how children think. You want to tell me to grow up? You want to tell me to grow up? There's like a video and a, uh, a thing circulating on the internet where it's, you know, we don't have to get into why, but it's a kid, and he's presented with a choice, $1,000 or two Oreos. And he takes the Oreos, Ken. That's what kids do. I'm not taking the Oreos, although I love Oreos. I don't want the instant gratification. I want what's best for the franchise. Like, I don't get it. I, I'm, I'm being a logical Giant fan. I want what's best for them. I want to win. I can't win anymore this year. I can't win. Winning has been eliminated from the picture. The season's over. If they had two more wins, it's a different conversation. If they hold on to that jet game instead of blowing it, instead of giving it away, we're having a different conversation. If they show up against the the Raiders, just show up and figure out a way to win a football game. I'm having a different conversation. They put themselves in this position. They're 2-8 and eight heading into this game. They're 3-8 and eight now. The season's over. I can't win anymore. So I want the best opportunity to win next year. That's how it works once the season's dead. That's why the Mets trade away the pitching to get prospects. 
The season's dead. It's dead. And I know there's only 17, and I know they're precious. I get that. But haven't you seen enough losing? The, the Giants are now 7 or 8-2, and two, right, over the last 10 against Washington. How has the team done overall during those years? Do you hearken back to the great wins against Washington with fond memories of those, you know, those miserable football teams that won four games? A lot of fond memories of those Washington wins, huh? Great. Oh, remember that one? Oh, man, where the, the backup quarterback went into Seattle and won a football game? Oh, man, what a great win that was. Right? Oh, man, what a great win. Russell and, and Seattle were really playing well. And they went in there with a backup quarterback on the road in Seattle and won a football game with their defense. Man, that was a great win. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? They're in the unique position to get a uh, a franchise-changing quarterback. It's about the future. I want to win. I don't want to do this year in and year out. I'll take my lumps now so that I can have smoother sailing moving forward. You said grow up. This is the epitome of growing up. This is understanding that while it's tough right now, it's what's best for me. I'm eating my vegetables, Ken. I'm eating my vegetables. And you're sitting there scoffing down Oreos, celebrating three and eight. You grow up. Robbie in Lake Success. What's up, Robbie? Chris, I, I agree with you totally. I'm talking to my friend Randy from Queens, and, was, and he's like, oh, I can't believe they're playing well today. I go, Rand, it's one game, and it means nothing. Yeah. And I understand as a competitor being out there, they have to play and they have to give it all. I envision, Chris, here was, my, here was my fantasy, and it's going to make you sick when you hear it. I was envisioning this to be the Belichick Bowl where the fans come in after they lose today, burning tickets like in 78, 79. I was ready to hire a plane overhead to repeat history, get rid of this guy, and just get Bill back here to finish out his career. <laughs> and what do I get now? I get a win, which means nothing, which I, I'd love to see. It's too late. Daniel Jones is done. Yeah. He's finished. We had a chance. I was watching the USC game against UCLA saying, let me see what this quarterback looks like. Let me see possibly maybe he's our future. Or oh, someone like him coming down the pike. Now we're going into a game against – it ruined my fantasy because you can't yeah. have the plane overhead now. No more burning tickets. They're going to probably beat the Patriots now. Yeah. We're going to get excited. Yeah. Another potential win. And I agree with you. It's it's sad. You know what's sad about it all? The game today when they showed up in a meaningless game. Yeah. And Barkley should be back on the team. I, I I will say what I get out of today. Barkley should be back. You hire him for two years. Give him a contract. He's 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 got it. The guy can play. He's a great player. But but we're in a situation, Chris, like you're saying to the fans, and we we, we don't want to see them lose with fans. Right. But but. The future. What does it mean if we win five games, six games? 
Now you go down the pike and you what, you're drafting 10, 11. You're not going to get that quarterback unless right. you trade a couple picks. It's, it's sad that it came to this. That's really what you Here's what you're saying, Chris. It's sad that it came down to 100%. show up in game 10 or 11, whatever we played today. What, what, yeah. three, all right, so we played 11 games. Yep. Well, it, we, we showed up at the wrong time. And we, we, we won a meaningless game, and it means nothing. You're looking at the future like me, and, and, and I, I wanted the fantasy. I wanted next week to be the plane again. I wanted fans to be pissed off. We want Belichick and let Mara hear this and let Bill hear this. That fantasy's done because it ain't going to happen. They're going to go in and they're going to beat the Patriots, and Bill's going to walk up and shake his hand. And here's, here's the kicker. He'll come to the Jets next year. Nah, <laughs> and, and, the, and you ask the Jets fans, you ask Mike Fliegelman over there, would he rather have, have Belichick? And now I'm going to give you another sick, sick fantasy. Can you imagine Belichick now? You ask Mike if he wants him as, as their coach and get rid of Salah. Chris, yeah, well, we'll talk to you. Uh, you Mike, but it, I agree with you, pal. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. At least someone sees it right. And Bill Belichick isn't going to coach the Jets. He despises the Jets. So, yeah, I mean, he he literally walked away before he even, like, Step foot on a practice field. Like he quit immediately on a cocktail napkin, famously. But because of the owner who yeah, is right, still around, the owner who's still around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, listen. I just I don't get it. I I, I really don't. <clears throat> I I think my my Oreo vegetable analogy is spot on. I think it's just absolutely spot on. I am growing up. This is growing up. Recognizing what's best for the future is growing up. I'm saving money instead of spending it frivolously on Washington wins. I don't get it. I really, I really don't get it. I don't know what you got out of yesterday. Like it was a nice win. And again, certain players playing well is important. Because we need to move forward and, and be the team I want them to be next year. Uh, it would really help if, if Thibodeau was a legitimately excellent edge rusher. That would help a lot. So I'm glad he's rounding into form. I am. I'm glad I'm glad he played well. I respect the hell out of Saquon Barkley. I know he's capable of playing well, so I don't really take much out of him playing well. I know that he's good, but I respect the hell out of him. I mean, he's just a great player. He's a great player. But and and DeVito's a nice story. It's good. I mean, I, I feel great for that kid and his family. And all the, you know, the fun stuff and, you know, his his living at his home and eating his mother's chicken cutlets. Him and Anthony Volpe can get together and have chicken cutlets, but like ultimately, it doesn't help the franchise to win this game. It hurts it more than it helps. That's all. Anything could happen. They might get the eleventh pick, as Rob just uh, as Rob just suggested, and take a quarterback at the eleventh pick, the the third or fourth or fifth quarterback taken, and he might be the guy. I know that's pl- that's pl- that's possible. Nothing is guaranteed. I just want the best. I want the best opportunity to get the guy they want. It might be they might be they, their hand might be forced, or maybe they even draft a, a great maybe they draft the great wide receiver or a great pass rusher or a great offensive lineman that changes everything at the top of the draft. Get a quarterback in the second round, and he's the guy. Sure, that's all on the table and possible. But here's the point: we've drafted a great offensive tackle. His name is Andrew Thomas. He's been unhealthy this year for a lot of the season, but ultimately, the last two or three years, he's been brilliant, just signed a big-time contract. He hasn't helped in winning. They lose. They still lose. Saquon Barkley, we just talked about it. He's phenomenal. He's great. He's one of the best backs in the league. 
I hope he's back next year. Franchise tag, whatever whatever the case may be. He was brilliant in this game. Made a great catch. Got got hit immediately. Held onto the ball. Ran for eighty yards in the second half. It was just great. He was drafted second overall. What he do for winning? Daniel Jones was drafted sixth. He's not the guy. That's why they haven't won. They got to go find the guy. That's how you win. That's how you have sustained winning. That's how you become a stalwart inside the NFL. And that's how we, year in and year out, you are in the playoff picture. Year in and year out, you're playing home playoff games. Year in and year out, you're a contender to be in the NFC Championship game. You know how you do that? You get a franchise quarterback. And this year, they're uniquely suited considering their record, the injury of their current quarterback, and the draft class in quarterback this year. They are uniquely suited to go get one. Yesterday hurt more than it helped. Just a fact. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. So, we like to talk about a bunch of different things on the show. I know this is old. The movie came out a long time ago, but I finally got around to seeing it, and I have to tell you, I was extremely disappointed. And I love the franchise, love the movies. The latest Mission Impossible was a dud. Did not like it at all. Hate to say it. Hate to say it. I just rented Me and my wife watched it. It finally was uh, available for rent. I'm not paying $20 to rent it. They finally gave me you know, the $5.99 or whatever it is to rent the movie. We watched it. And I got to tell you, it's got one fatal flaw that I think a lot of movies like that have sometimes is that there, I don't want to get without giving too much away. There's really no villain. Like the, the villain is a computer system, which is okay. I get it. You know, we've seen it before, right? On some level and it work like, um, you know. Space Odyssey is kind of like, you know, like, like that and different things. But, like, I don't know. It just wasn't very good. And they, they emphasized, like, sleight of hand and pickpocketing so much. I'm like, guys, you're Mission Impossible. Stop, like, stop giving me the pickpocket. Like, okay, that's great. Brilliant. She, like, one of the characters is a thief and she's constantly pickpocketing people. Like, okay, great. We get it. Sleight of hand, pickpocketing. It was like a major theme in the movie. I'm like, you're Mission Impossible. You put on uh, uh, different faces. You jump, you hold on the planes while they're flying off, and I'm supposed to be impressed with your sleight of hand? Like, come on. Come on. I don't know. I just think, I didn't think it was very good. And it sets up for a sequel, too, which hinder, there's no, there's no end to it. It like, you know, they, it was, it's a two-part movie. They knew that going in. It's 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 very much like the Hobbit or Lord of the Rings, where it's like you know, he's just walking off, getting ready to take on his next task, and we're just stopping, and we'll view the rest in two years whenever it comes out. I was disappointed in it, and I love the Mission Impossible movies, other than two. Mission Impossible Two was terrible. Every other one was great, and now this one was eh, at best, eh. Very a little disappointed. I was very excited when. My wife was like, "Let's." She's dealing with you know being sick for forever since we came back from Vegas. The, the poor poor woman hasn't felt good for a minute. So we like, let's watch a movie. Oh yeah, let's watch the new Mission Impossible. Dud. Kevin in Newark, what's up, Kev? You there, buddy? 
Kevin, going once, going twice. Kevin? I'm Robbie. Oh, I, I literally just pushed the button. If you can call back, Kev, I apologize. Stuart in Brooklyn, what's up, Stu Pot? Morning, C-Mac. Morning, buddy. C-Mac, they should never run that game. They got to keep on going down, 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 and try to get a quarterback. Down, down, down. Yeah, that's right. Giants going down. They can't miss this opportunity. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be frustrating. It is. And you want to know what? Yeah, Saquon's great, but he should number the drafted number two. Correct. You have a chance to get a quarterback in that class. I don't know who would have fit in, Josh Allen or somebody else in that yeah, class. Yeah, I mean, or Sam Darn. I mean, listen, there's, that's a good example because I'm still willing to tell you, like, as much as I want to take the opportunity to possibly have a franchising player, right. I, with, with understanding that it doesn't always work. Like, I get that. Like, would Sam Darnold have helped the New York Giants? No, I guess it would have, I'm assuming it would have went the same way as the Jets, and he would have failed, and they would have been looking for another quarterback, but they couldn't have lost more games than they did taking Saquon Barkley there. Nope, like they, they've lost have. more games than any other franchise in the sport during Saquon Barkley's time. Like it's it, it, they couldn't have lost more by drafting Darnold. Like so, I'd rather, and it gives you an opportunity where if you're right on Sam Darnold, he can be a franchise player that that leads you. I'm I'm willing to take that risk right, because I want they, out of this malaise. We don't know what the K, May or the Williams is going to be, but they they give us a better chance for the future, like you said, because this year means nothing. You, like you said, the season was over how many weeks ago? About four? Well, four I mean, to me, it was, it was really over after the, the the Raiders was the final straw for me. The Raiders yeah, what lost. What week was that? The, uh, the week before last week, so week nine. Okay, nine. So they, the week week nine, it was over. But now that, now you have to go out and show up and win a game, which means well, nothing. It gives yeah. us less of a chance to get a quarterback. Uh, 100% agree. Now, look, I understand. Thank you for the call, Stu. I understand that... I expect the players to try and play and win. I just wish they would have done this earlier. They didn't show up against the Raiders. They handed the game to the Jets. Like, they got blown out again by the Cowboys. What's new? But, and I'm just frustrated they won. I don't, I don't think there's any doubt that they're, be- they're better off tanking. People can get mad at the idea of tank, and when I say tanking, just losing. I understand they're not going to lose on purpose. No one's suggesting the players should lose on purpose. But they're better off losing that game. DeVito playing well doesn't do anything. It's a nice story. It's fun, I, I guess, for the afternoon. I don't know how fun it is now. It's fun, but he's not going to be the quarterback. He's he, he's playing well so Daniel Jones can stay. It does, like It's just none of it makes any sense. Rob in Brooklyn. What's up, Rob? Hey, how you doing, brother? Good. How are you, man? All right. Um, you're right. The, the game was bittersweet watching them win. Because, you know, I don't want to root for my team to lose. But, mm-hmm. like you said, let's think of the bigger picture, right? So, right. But, you know, it's Washington. They always beat Washington. You know, they you, certainly do. You know you're going to have a good game against Washington. It's you amazing, know? So, yeah. But this is my suggestion. Of course, no, no no athlete is going to not play to the best of his abilities right. to win the game. So you And you can't say we're going to tank the season because that doesn't work. However, I would suggest if you're going to bring Barkley back, if you're going to sign Barkley, and I would, I would sit him out for the rest of the season. You tank by putting the players who you want to move forward with. He has a bad ankle. He just was in a newspaper article the other day talking about how it's you know, kind of he's going to get these extra carries, but that's going to count against him next year come negotiating for um, his contract because right. the wear and tear in his body. Yes. So you have an excuse to sit him. His ankle's not 100%. He said that himself. Mm-hmm. So 
you don't tank the season, but let's see on the roster the younger players who are not going to get a chance. Yeah, I don't think that. I don't think that's crazy. I think that's, but the. The Giants don't believe in it. The Giants disagree with me and you, and the coaching staff, that. and the coaching staff certainly does, and I and well, I think Saquon Barkley does. They they I, think I, it's I, better. I, they I, think I, it's I could better imagine to going win. to Barkley saying, "Look, we're going to sit you for the rest of the season." I mean, right. but you know, it's not up to him. I mean, he has a bad ankle. Yeah. If you're going to move forward, and I don't know if they need a complete rebuild so much, is I mean, they need some pieces. They're not ready to compete. You know, the draft will help them. They need help on the offensive line. I think you switch Neil to right guard and get a good tackle for the right side. Because yeah, Neil's just not a good need, right tackle. He doesn't have and, the and good then, speed and, to compete against edge rushes. Yeah. He might, he'll be better inside where he can use his size and strength for the running game. Yeah, I think we're on our way there because I agree with you. He hasn't been great at tackle. But, I mean, this leads to the conversation about the, like, everyone thinks that, you know, the team needs so much, particularly offensive line. We've become just all in all, you know, just enthralled with the idea of the offensive line. You, you can't function with a bad offensive line. Can't function. Quarterback can't function. You're going to draft a quarterback and play him behind this offensive line? He's going to get killed. He's going to suck. You know, okay. Again, go go, t- go tell me how good the Texans line is doing in Houston. Like, they're, they're so good that it gave C.J. Stroud, like, this unbelievable opportunity to be great. Like, it's just, it's, it's. And the idea that if you take your top pick and draft a quarterback, that you're unable, unable to build the rest of the team with anything else. Like, that's it. That's your one pick. Good luck with it. Like, there's no other way to uh, to improve your offensive line. You, there's no second-round pick, third-round pick, fourth-round pick. There's no ability to trade or sign free agents. That's it. You're, you're done. You either take a great offensive lineman with that first pick or you take a quarterback. Your choice. And I'd rather take the offensive line and give Daniel Jones a chance because you know what? Daniel Jones hasn't had a real chance. And Phil Sims, it took five years. Phil Sims, it took five years. I mean, geez. It's unbelievable. The last time, who won the Super Bowl? The last time the Giants won the Super Bowl, who was their quarterback? And how did they get him? And where was he drafted? But let's go back to Phil Sims who played with a far superior team than Eli ever did in 86. A team so good that Jeff Hostetler won the Super Bowl when Phil Sims went down. I'm not trying to knock Phil Sims. He was really my first football you know, love. I mean, my, my father was a huge Phil Sims guy. The first, the first thing I ever wore, Giant-related, was a Phil Sims shirt. And I remember the first game I ever went to was a preseason game against the Jets the year after they won the Super Bowl. And I remember the discussion my dad was having with a guy sitting next to us was about who should be the quarterback moving forward, Phil Sims or Hostetler. So like I, I I love Phil Sims. But I love Eli Manning too. And he was the first pick in the draft, and they traded up to get him. So I I just I want the be- I want a quarterback. I'm tired of playing the Daniel Jones game, man. Aren't you tired of it? Aren't you tired of the Daniel Jones game? It's been for six years of, oh, he needs this, and if it were, he doesn't have a good this, and he needs all. Oh, he needs someone really tall and athletic. He needs a catching tight end. He needs an offensive line. He needs this. It's not fair to judge him on this. He could be this if it weren't for that. Like, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. He's not the guy. He's not the guy. He had one great game. He was great in that Minnesota playoff game. No doubt about it. He was terrific. He was the best player in that entire on that entire wild card weekend. He was an incredible that was an incredible performance. 
It's just too few and far between. I mean, honestly, like even against Washington, when's the last time Daniel Jones threw three touchdown passes like DeVito did? When's the last time Daniel Jones threw three touchdown passes? He's got five in two games. Daniel Jones had, what, 15 all of last year? He's got a third of Jones's touchdown passes last year in two games. And we don't think he's, and we really don't believe he's any good. He's just a nice little story. And yet he's throwing touchdowns at a better clip than Daniel Jones almost ever has. Like, enough. I'm tired of Daniel Jones. It's over. We need a new quarterback, and they're in a prime position on a dead season and go get one. Like, that's it. If they had won some games here, I wouldn't be. This is not a conversation. Even if they're if they were if they had the same record as the Jets, like if they if they had you know going into the game now they're only one game off, but you know what I'm saying. Like if they had won those two games, if they beat if they hold on to the Jets and beat the Raiders, like or or even uh, you know score that final touchdown against Buffalo and win that game instead of the Raider game, whatever. If they had two more wins. I'm not discussing this, but they didn't. Jason and Waterbury. What's up, Jason? Hey, Chris, what's going on, bro? What's up, man? buddy? Good. How are you? Yeah, yeah, we all could be better, man. Um, Listen, I just had a couple points before I get to the giant thing. But, uh, you know, my son, he's 12. He's mm-hmm. a big giant fan. And uh, he asked me today if I could go online and see if I could find him a Tommy DeVito jersey. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, I, I, I don't think him, there I are said, yet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. And that's what I told him. I said, bro, I, said, I don't think I could find it. And he was, you know, he, he was so, uh, you know, like trying to find it. And yeah. then when the Giants won, when the Giants won today, he called me. I was at work, unfortunately. I couldn't watch the game with him. And he was all happy. And I said, bro, I said, I've been telling you for two weeks, the Giants aren't supposed to win these games. Yeah. You know, they got to lose these games. But I don't, I don't, uh, getting back to that other call about Phil Sims, too, I don't think that call is specifically wrong. But what it is is, you know, it took, it took Phil five years because he was, you know, very unhealthy at first. But if you see this league today, unfortunately, you know, the quarterback play in this league is, is not great at all. And, you know, going to the Browns, too. I mean, they made the right decision going and signing uh, Watson. I mean, I wonder if that's how you do it. Just give, you know, give the, the, the veteran quarterback $230 million guaranteed and do it that way because, unfortunately, drafting a quarterback – you know, it could be a crapshoot. I know the Giants got luck with yeah. Sims. It is. It's a, it's a crapshoot. Of course, not about yeah. it. So yeah. it's just uh, you know. You, then you gotta go. You gotta hope for two guys that were. You know, it's either Williams or May. That's you know the guys. Um, you know that were. That's who I'd, I'd like. One of those two. That's why I'm disappointed yeah, they won I, the game because I think this this win hurts that endeavor. No, you're right about that. I watched Penix the other night. I mean, he, I, I know it was awful. Uh, they played at Oregon State, and I know the weather conditions weren't really good, so he didn't have a great game. I mean, he made some plays down the stretch, but, you know, it's just up in the air. You know, yeah, I mean, listen, it's going to turn around with a yeah, number one draft pick or a veteran quarterback. I just don't know. We got to do something, though. Something's got to be fixed here, man. We got to get the quarterback in the future. That, that's, that, that's that's it, man. And and thank you, Jason. That's that's just where I am. I've, I, you've watched it. This is the NFL. It's about getting the quarterback. That's it. You have to have the quarterback. Yes. If everything else is great, like great, top of the league, great, you can win with Trent Dilfer for one year. Like you can have a special season. With a backup quarterback like the Eagles did. You can have the one, but you can't do it year in and year out. That's the team I want to be. Let's be honest. Even with Eli Manning, they were never that. 
even with Eli Manning. They were never a team that you could lock into 11, 12 wins, ever. Now, they, they, they made the playoffs, you know, several times. The only time they won a playoff game were the two runs that they went on to the Super Bowl. They won two great championships, got extremely hot in those playoff runs. Unbelievable. And Eli Manning was great in those games. And that's all the two championships out of one quarterback is all you could ever ask for. So the Eli Manning era is a massive success, but it wasn't his brother. You know, it wasn't a guaranteed year in and year out being a successful team. That's not what it's been. I want to get there. Is that so is that like after six years of just slop? Is that unreasonable to ask that I, I want to find my quarterback so I can be a team that wins year in and year out? Like that's all I want. And today's NFL, especially with the extra playoff team, like I just want to I want to win nine, ten games every year. I want to win 10, 11 games every single stinking year. There's only one way to do that, and I know it's not Daniel Jones. You could get him the 90s Cowboys offensive line. You could get him, uh, you know, uh, whatever wide receiving tandem. You, you can get Rice and Taylor. I don't care. Put them all together. Get the uh, steel curtain defense. You're not, uh, you're just, he's not the guy. He's not the guy. I want the guy. And winning games right now hurts them get the guy. It's just, I don't know how else you say it. Uh, CT and Carmel. What's up, CT? Good morning. How you doing? Good morning, buddy. How are you? Not bad. Uh, um, can I just throw, like, some small cold water on your theory? Of course. Uh, no, but not to be rude or anything. Not at all. We're having a discussion. Come on. Call me an idiot. Everybody does. I, well, I, I wouldn't do that anyway. But, uh, <laughs> I, you made like a comparison earlier, like uh, maybe about ten fifteen minutes ago, to how the Mets kind of knew that hey, the season's over, so we're just going to trade away prospects, trade away, to, trade away pitchers for trade prospects, trade away yeah. pitchers, prospects for multiple prospects. Correct? Yes. It, it, so the comparison is, well, we all knew that the Giants' season was over two games ago, mm-hmm. so losing is better for the future. Yes. But I, in, in my head. I'm thinking, well, the expectations were different for both teams. Uh, Um, Yeah, I mean, the Mets were uh, considered a a World Series contender, and I think the Giants were considered hopefully being a a playoff team, but no one expected them to be a Super Bowl champion. That is fair. Correct. So in my head now, I'm still thinking the Giants aren't necessarily one franchise quarterback away. It would help. It would extremely help. But we all covered the two or three quarterbacks that are at the top. But I don't know who the Giants covered. So right. in my head, I'm thinking they might lose so that they could trade out so they don't reach for their quarterback. What if their quarterback is Bo Nix? And Bo Nix falls to the third round, and they grab him there. They better be right. They, they better be know. right. That's all. I mean, yeah. They, I mean, I, I, if they really believe that and they want to trade back and get you know Bo Nix at the uh, the back end of the first round or second round or wherever, correct. So I don't know they, who, then they better be right. If they pass up an opportunity, like if you're saying they have a top pick and they could draft uh, Caleb Williams or, or Drake May, and they choose to trade back and get a bunch of different picks and and stock their roster and then draft uh, a, a quarterback later in the draft who they go with, that's a that's a fine strategy if they love the quarterback, but they have to be right. They can't watch Drake May become the next great player in the NFL and struggle with their guy. And, and like, that's fine. I'm open to that if because uh, I want Dable to get the guy he wants, but 
I want the best quarterback because I understand what you're saying. They have other holes. No one's saying that this team is just boom, put a quarterback there. They're a Super Bowl contender, but there are like they don't stop building after the first pick. Of course, of course not. Of like, course I not. mean, you make it. People always do this. They make it sound like you you, you draft not. a quarterback <laughs> there and then that's it. You're done building your team and it's him well, with this exact same group that's been losing. And it's like good luck. Like course. there are other. I mean, you know, they're not going to stop drafting. They're not going to stop adding in free agency. Like the 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 process of building the team is forever going on. It's one pick, but he's by far the most important position. If you don't have him, it doesn't matter what you have everywhere else. But I just that's want the them point. to get correct regardless. I just want them to get it correct regardless. Yes, of, of course. Wait. Listen, I'm, I'm, if, if I come across as someone, and thank you for the call, CT. If I'm coming across as someone who think, who, who's trying to tell you that if the Giants don't draft a top, if they do not get uh, Caleb Williams or Drake May, if they do not draft a quarterback at the top of this draft, that they are screwed, they'll never win, nothing they do can work. It's not what I'm saying at all. I want them to get it right, too. And I, I could totally be – they might win some games here, get middle of the draft, trade up for the quarterback anyway, or draft someone later and and get the right guy. I want them to get the right guy. I'm open to the idea the right guy comes from a million different places. But ultimately, people want to bring up a million different things. And this quarterback, and you can – oh, look, uh, Purdy was uh, the last draft, the last uh, player in the draft. There's this guy, there's that guy. The best quarterbacks still typically come from the top of the draft. I mean, Tom Brady besides, but like Peyton Manning, even our own Eli Manning. Like most of the great quarterbacks in the league come from somewhere around the top of the draft. I want to have them have their opportunity to draft their favorite guy. That's it. I trust Abel and Shane to do this one thing. It's why they were hired. That's what made them candidates for their jobs was drafting and developing Josh Allen. So I want them to have their pick and choose the guy they think is the best. If you're telling me they believe that's the fifth or sixth best quarterback off the board and they can still do a million different things, trade back, get more picks, do different things, and still get their guy, and that works, bravo. That would be great. Like Jalen Hurts, drafted second, you know, drafted in the second round, put on a on a roster full of great players in Philadelphia, and you know, he damn near won the MVP and and you know could go out and and almost win the Super Bowl, great. I'm open. I, I just want them to win. I'm just looking at it. What's the most likely way to get that guy? It's at the top of the draft, and particularly in this draft where they seem to, you know, these two guys seem to be the top of the draft. But I'm open to anything. I'm just telling you what's helping us and what's hurting us. I know winning that game doesn't help, right? I know that doesn't help, and I don't know who the best quarterback is. But I'd like to have the first pick of who that could be. I want like there's a chance that they miss out on the great quarterback by being too late in the draft. There's no chance of these wins helping. Like you think breeding a winning culture? What winning culture? They went they went to the playoffs last year and won a playoff game. They came out and opened the season 40 to nothing against the Cowboys. What winning culture did it bring? They're three and eight. They lost the game with 30 seconds left to the Jets where they had the lead. What winning culture exactly did that winning season bring? It didn't do anything for winning culture. Winning this game against Washington does nothing. That's what I'm saying. I know the win is meaningless. I know that. There's a chance a better draft pick means saving the franchise.
I'll take that chance. It's worth it to me. Could they win these games and somehow still figure it out and draft someone in the second round and change their franchise with that quarterback? Sure. It's just more difficult. It's less likely. And just because they draft a quarterback at the top of the draft with a top pick doesn't mean they're done building their roster or that you're dooming the kid for failure. I, I, it's just mind-boggling to me. It's mind-boggling. You fixed the offensive line. How? Draft a tackle seventh overall? They did that. How'd that work? Draft a quarterback at the top of the second round? They did that. How'd that work? Hell, they drafted a great left tackle who they paid, what, with second or third overall, fourth overall. And he's great. How'd that help? Like, drafting the offensive lineman doesn't help necessarily. They still have a miserable offensive line. 877-337-6666. Just, I don't, even in winning, you lose. It's just brutal. We'll continue to take your phone calls. Maybe a little bit of baseball as today. I don't know what time today. I don't know what time today. But Yamamoto will be posted sometime today and let the bidding war begin. We saw the contract for Nola. What does that mean for Yamamoto? And will these two teams go at it? It sounds like all the, you know, even um, even John Heyman has backtracked on his Yamamoto prefers the West Coast. It sounds like he wants to play where the lights are brightest. And that is here. New York, New York. Let's go.